Uh, we're doing a series on um, Curry in week one, Rocky, uh, who's not here because uh, he's relaxing with the young adults away on camp, um, just doing what he's preaching. We talked about priorities and the need to set priorities, but that your life should match and reflect your priorities. In week two, Mike talked to us about silence and solitude, talked about the example of Jesus and how when things got overwhelming, when things got tough, he took himself away, or he took himself away with his closest to recharge, to refocus, and to reboot for what was to come. Which is a great example for us. So when Lockheed uh, and Mike asked me if I would continue this series, I was like, yeah, that would be great. What's the topic? The topic is contentment. I am not content uh, at the moment. Um, <laughs> but I will find it by the end. Um, and I thought to myself, how do I tell Lockheed? Lockheed was going to come over No one sings that. 
strength. But that's not how it's meant to be used at all. The word content comes from the Greek word that means self-sufficient or independent, as well as those other things that I can't share. I want to use that one because economic contentment would be if a country was self-reliant. So if there was a country out there that didn't need to import anything, they would be economically content. We are self-reliant and produce everything that we need. That's a part of it. Contentment around satisfaction, peace, joy, like you mentioned. All of those things, there's all of those things. But the difference is, and what Paul is trying to tell us here, is that in all of those things, no matter what the circumstances are, it's easy to be up when you're up, isn't it? It's easy to feel like you can do anything when things are good. It's easy to give thanks to God and quote those verses when things are good. But when things are not so good, that's when we need the most. This is when Paul needed two years in prison, back in prison. The Philippians have thought of him, they've reached out to him, and he says, thanks for reaching out. And it's kind of this awkward thing where he says, I didn't need you to, but I'm thankful that you did. And I didn't need you to because I'm content with where I am. Would I rather be with you? Would I be rather preaching the gospel? Would I be rather doing the work that God's called me? Absolutely. But you know what? I'm here. This isn't a surprise to God. And so I'm content. Contentment says God is enough. How many of us can say God you're enough? How many of us know that God is enough? I would expect that it's not too many of us. And this is why I'll tell you why. Because we live in more abundance now than any other point in history. We have, and I'm talking about most of us in this room, we have better health, better health care, better education, better information, more information. We have consumer choice coming out of our ears. And seeing how many peanut butter are there. Yet why do we read headlines like this? Now these are headlines from articles, magazines, things are better than ever. So why are we so miserable? The Western world has never been so rich, so why do things feel so bad? It's official. People are now are more miserable than any other point on record. And from Crisis Magazine, why are we so unhappy? I would know why it doesn't call a magazine Crisis Magazine. I don't know. Uh, it sounds like it's just going to cause me more stress and discontent. But there is a magazine. And an article in there, why are we so unhappy? And um, you can sometimes think if you call us a Christian, the followers of God, that they're immune to it. When you open our eyes and we look around, and when I did this this week, I realized I am just part of it. I am just being sucked into this discontent. Uh, and I've almost become numb to it. So, I want to look at two contentment killers today. Two things that are going to kill your contentment. Here is the first one. The endless desire for more. Now, I'm sure this is none of us, uh, but it is. This is something we need to be so conscious of because it is so easy to live in discontent when we think more of something is just going to fill the void. 
we are conditioned to believe that more happiness, more contentment, more satisfaction will come if we just had more stuff, more things, more relationships. It's how we're being conditioned. It's how our kids are being conditioned. You look at the ads. Does anyone play Monopoly here? Show of hands. Okay, most of you. Most of you. Um, I think it's fair to say I'm the king of Monopoly in the household, guys. What's the aim of Monopoly? The aim of Monopoly is to win. How do you win? Money. Money. I mean, is there, is there a goal? Is there an end goal and you have so much money? And you win? Yeah, you just... No, the goal is to annihilate the other planet, right? Yes! That's how you win. There's no, there's no amount of money where if you hit like $10,000 in the bank, you haven't won. You're still playing standard. You haven't won. You win when you've got more than everyone else and you crush them to the point where they can no longer play. Am I right? That's not sugar-coated. That's how you win. It's about more. There's no end point. Until they're done. I need more money, I need more properties, I need more houses, I need more hotels, and then when they land on me and cry, I won. And we celebrate more. Here was a great headline from about a year ago. We see it every year when the earnings when the earnings results come out for uh, organizations, for companies on the stock exchange. Um, this was one from 2019. I didn't do this year because you know a lot of so 2019, uh, National Australia Bank, with dividends, um, they made 4.7 billion in 2019. I'm not having a go at how much they made. Well done, good on. But this is the headline. So 4.7 billion in 2019. This is the headline in the uh, financial review. Now, net profit plummets to 4.7 billion.
because he was writing the same story uh, with his business and his service and everything else that built up, but it was just never enough. He wasn't content until the end when he got contentment and what he had. So he potentially lost it all. John Rockefeller, this is a great quote, says, How much money does it take to make a man happy? Does anyone know the answer? How much? Don't do a specific statistics of 75,000. Um, but uh, what's the answer? How much does it take to make a man happy? One minute. All of it. All of it. Oh, I like that. That's how you go to mind. The answer he gave was one more dollar. So it's one more dollar. I'll be happy and I'll be content. Just, just, you know, just one more dollar. Or let's just say all of it. Yes. Like the old Monopoly game. Yes. And the more later. Never enough. The endless desire for more. And we are conditioned to just accept the baddest for more. Have uh, you got a deal on Black Friday? I did. Nothing wrong with a deal. The same. Did I need it? Yes, I did. <laughs> I do every time I purchase. There is an endless desire for more, though. By the way, we're in a billion status today. Did we need it? How else do I know that we are just desperate for more? Here's a little graph that I haven't got to use before, and this is great. I love economics. This is Australia's household debt up to 2018. Uh, and you're thinking, this is what you're thinking. You're thinking, this is just showing, it's going up, Murray. We can't manipulate it here. It's going up because our incomes are going up. So our debt levels just rise. Just rising in sentiment, don't manipulate the story. Well, you're wrong because this is the blue line household debt to disposable income. So, this factors in many changes in disposable income that people have, and in 2018, households were up around 180 to 190 percent. Uh, up to our eyeballs, I believe. Uh, the red line is our mortgage debt to disposable account. Just keeps going up and up and up and up. Why does it keep going up? Because if you're going to just keep, if you need more stuff, you're going to have to fund it somehow. If you can't fund it, you find a way. Maybe you suffer from this disease. Say it a few weeks, believe it, or is it just 
My situation is not a surprise to you. You've got me. You are my shepherd. And I shall not be anymore. So what? Overcoming the comparison game. What do we do here? Communicate in some way what you are grateful for every now and again. That might be to your family. You might write it down. Communicate in some way what you're grateful for. Seek forgiveness and peace from those that you've judged unknowingly. Change your mindset about those that you think less of or you are envy yourself. Get over yourself. Or no longer allow other people to determine your happiness by finding time to remind yourself that God delights in you. We don't need to compare ourselves to anyone else. God just says, you're the best version of you that I've created. Don't try and be what you better about now. And he can be the best of you ever. Don't try and be anyone else. So this is how we reframe this verse as we come to the beginning, because Paul has learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or living in want. Here is the secret, because I can do all of these things through Christ who strengthens me. That's great. Dear Heavenly Father, we are indeed aware that your word speaks to us in so many different ways, even when we're not expecting it. That while something like contentment can seem less than ambitious, tad boring, it is exactly what we need. So as we try to unhurry in this crazy time of year, help us to find contentment in you. Where there is abundance in our life, God, let us give thanks and be grateful. Help us to not judge others less abundant. Where we have little at the moment, Lord, help us to be content in the knowledge that more stuff, more things, more people, is not a soul that is content. You work your presence in our lives. The changing factor for all of these things. So let us find that secret that Paul spoke of in prison. Beaten, looking in somewhere else where he can say, I rejoice that I am content because I can do all of these things. I can do all things through Christ.